Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Give me a thumbs up if you guys are doing good. Yes, 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 yes. Fantastic. So we are here and going to talk about what we need to focus for 2021. So excuse the background. I'm jumping in and out between doing this and doing Tony Robbins Business Mastery. So forgive the background because uh, I am super crazy going from Zoom to Zoom. So let's get started, you guys. Uh, I see a lot of you guys with no cameras on. So Let's do this. If you guys can turn your cameras on, please turn your cameras on because I want to make sure that I'm hitting you guys and serving you guys the best way possible. So who's ready to rock and roll? Thumbs up. Perfect, perfect. All right, let's get to this. So 2021, it's been a crazy year, 2021. Um, we all know that we're coming through the pandemic. Um, so 2020 was a rough year for some people. 2020 was a fantastic year, depending on your mindset. And if you pivoted the right way, and if you, you kind of just said, fuck it, uh, I'm going to make it no matter what, right? Can we all agree with that? Yes, no? Yeah. So let's get to it. With, with COVID, businesses going out of business, industry disruptors, and tight markets for inventory, what you should focus on for 2021 is more crucial now more than ever, right? Now, there's a lot of different topics we could talk about. We could talk about how do I get more listings? How do I convert more leads? What kind of presentations work best for sellers? What work best for buyers? Or what should I, when should I be lead generating? How many phone calls should I be making? All of these are mechanics, right? How many can agree? Yes? Those are mechanics, right? Um, but the thing is, is we really need to focus on where can we make that two millimeter change so that we can go from good to great, great to excellent, poor to good, right? How many of you guys were on my last my last webinar where I said that two millimeter change makes a huge difference, right? If you're good, your results are going to be poor. If you're great, your results are going to be good. If you're excellent, right? From good to great, that, that change is only a two millimeter change in what we do to get great results. And those of you who are doing excellent, are gonna have that great result because that two millimeter change makes us stand out from our competition and from everybody else that's doing what we're doing. There's a lot of, of agents in this industry and you guys are all trying to figure out how do I make it and how do I survive? Now, like I said, the mechanics, those that's only 20% of our business. 20%, let's be real, 20%, right? Somebody can give you the playbook to exactly everything that they're doing and most people won't do it. Why? Because they just won't. So to understand how to make this two millimeter change, we first need to understand that we are always managing two different businesses. 
No, you're like, what do you mean by that? Well, what do I mean by that is, one, we're managing the business that we're in, right? And then we're managing the business we need to become. Two separate entities, right? We can understand, when we can understand that we are in doing both of these components, then can we really get real with where we are in each of these, right? There's days when we're like, we have to work in our business. And then there's days when we're like, I need to be doing this so that way my business can grow, grow to that. Okay? Understand that the chokehold on any business, on any of your guys' businesses, is always going to be the psychology and or the belief of the owner or the leader. What do I mean by that? If you have a limiting belief that, man, it's a crappy market out there, inventory is tight all over the place, and I just can't get any listings, I can't get my buyers into anything, I can't do, I can't do, I can't do. Well, how do you think you're showing up for, one, the leader of your team, or two, the leader of yourself and or your family? That cho you're not, you're not. Thank you, Shelly. You're not doing it right. You're, you're not showing up at all. So that chokehold on your business is literally your own limiting beliefs. Now, let me say this, and I'm going to say this very, very straightforward to you guys. Limiting beliefs are, let's say, let's, yeah, let's use it this way. Fear and belief, they're both imaginary. There's only one difference. Can anybody tell me what that difference is? Can you guys unmute yourself and tell me what you think, what you guys think that those differences in either of those two things? They're both the same thing, but what's the difference? Can anybody tell me? Shelly, go ahead and unmute yourself. Uh, mindset, I think. Mindset, okay. Mindset for sure. What else? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else? The only difference between belief and fear is that fear consumes you to do nothing. Okay? It consumes you not to take any action. It consumes you to say, I can't do this. Right? Belief is saying that, you know what, no matter what, I know that I can do this. It's the driven factor in yourself to say, you know what, I don't care what's going on. I know what I have inside of me, and I'm going to make this happen. That's the only difference between fear and belief is that mindset. That's a huge difference, right? Because, again, both of them are imaginary, how many of you guys follow me on that? Can you guys raise your hand? Can you guys give me a thumb, thumbs up on that? Is this hidden, what I'm talking about? Right. So it's, in our, it's our own mindset that says either we're going to do something or we're not going to do something. And how strongly do we feel about either of those two things? Okay. Um, and so, like I said, for instance, if you think there's not enough inventory right now, you're placing that limited belief or you're placing that fear that it's hard to find your clients a home or that it's hard for you to get a listing. And yet agents are getting multiple listings signed. They're getting their clients in the contract. And why is this? It's because they have the belief 
that they can do this. They have the resources to say, or not the resources, but they get resourceful enough to say, no matter what is going on in the circumstances and or the environment and or the market around me, I'm going to make this happen. And what do you think happens? They make it happen, right? Now, I'm not saying that you have to think outside of your box to make this stuff happen, 100%, right? But the resourcefulness, again, is going to be dependent on yourself or and or your leader on how do you go about making these changes and these pivots so that way your belief system and or your fears are going to dominate which action you do. Does that make sense, you guys? Thumbs up? Yeah? Okay. Now, however, if we can learn to deal with the threshold of control, right, meaning that you don't just accept the things as they are in business. You have to question everything and push through your fears or limiting beliefs. So there's a threshold of control, okay? The threshold of control equals more than what you want to deal with, like a limited inventory, okay? Instead of what, instead of thinking, okay, we have a limited inventory and then you get consumed like there's nothing on market. Well, use your resourcefulness, think outside the box and say, okay, instead, what are some of the out of the box things that I can do to generate more listings? What are some of those things that I can do, like for, for sale by owners, call in expireds from like three, four, five years ago, see if they still want to sell, send out farming letters, go door knocking, right? These are all out of the box things and do they work 100%? It's just determining how much effort do you want to put into each of those activities to say, you know what? I understand there's a limited inventory in the United States right now all around and I'd be damned if I'm going to be one of those agents that says I can't get a listing or I can't get my clients into a contract. Does that make sense you guys? Right? The other thing is I want you to take a look at this. When we're talking about the chokehold and what our threshold of control is, well, take a look at this. We know we're in a tight market. We know that things are crazy. It's a fast market. Things are competitive. However, our industry is not the only industry that has gone through this type of thing. What do I mean by that? Well, let's take a look at other industries and ask ourselves, what did they do to stand out in a competition, out in their competition to not only survive, but to thrive. There have been many businesses in different industries who were on the verge of bankruptcy, on the verge of collapsing, where it took one small thing for them to turn their entire business around. Now, let me give you some examples. Back in, let me see, 1993, when Apple was getting ready to go bankrupt, um, they brought Steve Jobs back in, and he came and he did one of the first things ever was Let's change the color of the, well, I think it's like the iMac something, 93 or something like that. It was back in 1993, where they changed the color of the computer and sales went through the freaking roof just by one small change. And that re, re, reignited 
the whole Apple product by having one small change. Oh, let's just change the color of the computer because they were all that ugly beige, right? Something like that. Let's take another example. Kinko's in 1985, okay? It opened its first 24-hour retail copying store, okay, 1985. Within three years, Kinko's expanded to over 200 locations because they decided to open a 24-hour retail store. How crazy is that? And I think within that time, they had like $54 billion in revenue. Again, one small change can literally reignite your business and your, and your staff and your team to say, you know what? It's not, those weren't super big changes. They were one small change, that two millimeter change that made them stand out above the competition, that made them stand out to the clients, and that said, hey, people started reaching out to them, lining up for them and saying, hey, you know what? This is a product and service I want. Now, what is something in your business that you can say and take a look? I really, really want you guys to think about this. What is something that you guys can take a look at other industries? Because yes, we might be in real estate, but all businesses, let's really think about it. They all go through the ups and downs cycles just like we do. There's all disruptors just like everybody else, right? Microsoft, Apple, we have how many phone, cell phone services out there, right? We have how many financial advisors out there? Really think about it, okay? And I want you guys to, to think, what is that one little idea that you're like, mm, maybe I should do this, but I, I don't, and I don't know if it's gonna work. Again, fair and belief, fair and belief. Which one's gonna drive you? Now, if it doesn't work, okay, at least you tried something. Right. Instead of sitting back and letting it consume you and putting your head into damn sand and saying, I'm just going to avoid this until things get better. It's not. Within the next five years, so many jobs are going to be lost. And you need to be the difference on saying, mm -hmm. you know what, regardless of the industry disruptors, I have a relationship with my clients. I have a relationship with my community and that I'm going to add value to my people regardless of what it is who gets me on that put your hand put give me a thumbs up does it is this hitting you guys good because this is why i i kind of want to see your faces so that way i can see that yes this is sinking in because at the end of the day you're the leader i can see that you guys are leaders because you guys are here wanting to learn you guys have that growth mindset of growth like how do i make this pivot how do i make myself a little bit different so that way i can stand out right that right there alone says a lot and i need you guys to give yourself a pat on the back literally give yourself a pat on the back because you guys are doing stuff that other agents are not you guys are putting in the time to say you know what i'm going to figure out how i'm going to do this I'm going to grow, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to take something, something I say, something that one of the other agents on Agent Power Huddle is going to say that's going to transform my business immensely, right? You might hear one thing and you're like, you know what, damn it, that sounds really fucking good, and I'm going to, I'm going to run with it. I'm going to run with it. And like I said, that one little change, like Apple, right, adding the color to the computers, 
reignited their entire business. Now look at Apple. They have a whole damn culture of people who want to line up, not just for computers, but for cell phones, laptops, uh, iPads, iTunes, all this stuff. Right? Does that make sense? Now, keep it, keep, keep this saying in mind as we go forward. Okay? And I really, really want you guys to think about this. Life is the dance between what we desire the most and what we fear the most. I'm going to say that one more time. Okay? Life is the dance between what we desire the most and what we fear the most. Who gets that? Who gets that? Thumbs up. Right? We're always going back and forth on, you know what? I feel really good here. I've, I'm, I'm a little scared of doing this. Oh, let me jump back over to my comfort zone. You know what? I know I need to make a pivot and change, but let me jump back over here and try to do something different. We're going back and forth. And that back and forth, yeah, it's good because it, our, our whole mindset is about survival. When we, when we feel like where something's going on, we either fight or flight, right? So it's that whole dance. And how do we do that? Now, our mindset back in the day was we had to defend ourselves against the dinosaurs and all that other shit. Now, now we're saying the same thing, right? The, the, the industry disruptors, Zillow, Redfin, Open Doors, iPad, iBuyers, all this stuff, right? It's a different type of survival. It's not a physical survival. It's not physical. It's a, all a mental and I need you guys to understand, this is a mental survival. Mindset is going to be huge. Okay? Who understands that component? Raise your thumbs up on that. Perfect. Now, as we're thinking about, okay, we're doing this dance between our fears and our beliefs. What I want you guys to really start asking yourselves besides what is the one little small change that I can make in my business that will help set me apart that I've been too scared to do that might really make a huge difference in my business and or my team, right? Again, you're the leader, you're the, you're the chokehold, okay? Take that leap. But while you do that, I also want you guys to think about these three things, okay? Number one, who is your ideal client? And I'm asking this for a reason. Who is your ideal client? Because when you know who your ideal client is, you got to really know who they are, what do they like, what fears do they have, what do their limited beliefs, what are their limited beliefs, and what's making them hold back, right? And what do they feel they can accomplish? When you can start answering those type of questions about who your ideal client is, you're going to be able to come up with solutions that fit those clients that say, I want to work with you because you're already giving them a solution or the medicine to one, their fears, their limited beliefs, or what they can and cannot accomplish. When you, become, when you can become that medicine for them, you won't have to continuously go out and search and find new clients because they're going to come to you. Because they already know that you have the solution. You have the answers. You know how to make it through a tight inventory and get either one if they're a seller that, you know what, I want to sell, but I'm just scared on where do I move? 
you already have that solution because you're already thinking outside the box and saying, no matter what's going on, I'm going to make this happen and I will find you a home. It's okay. Let's put your house on the market. And then you're going to work your ass off without telling them that you're scared as hell because you're like, damn, I have a time limit and you're going to make it happen. Why? Because you have that much confidence and belief that you have the skill set to do what needs to be done. Who makes, who understands that? Give me a thumbs up. Perfect. Now, once you understand that, you can understand and start to empathize with what they're going through, right? And empathy is going to take you a long way, okay? Empathizing with your clients, understanding where they are, understanding their fears, understanding that they may have lost a loved one maybe a month ago and they can't stand being in the house. And how do you alleviate that for your client, your ideal client? How do you alleviate the pain? How do you let how do you let them know that you are that go-to agent that no matter what happens, I am here for you. When you can start doing that, you're going to find that your clients will continuously not only want to work with you, but they're continuously sending you referrals because you did such a great job on understanding their needs and servicing them that you're, you don't have to worry about Zillow. You don't have to worry about Redfin. You don't have to worry about iBuyers. You created that moat. Who understands that? Give me a thumbs up. Perfect. The other thing I want you to think about, this is number two, okay, is what is your irresistible offer? Now, why do I say that? You need to make an air, you need to make an offer so irresistible that people not only want to do business with you, but you will be their go-to person and they will go out of their way, no matter where they're at, to come and find you to do business with you. I have clients all over the United States, and some of them I haven't done business with because they no longer hit, live here, but they reach out to me for real estate advice. They reach out to me to say, you know what, Lonnie, I'm in Hawaii and I'm thinking about buying a home. Can you still help me? I'm in Texas and I'm looking to sell my home. Who should I be talking to? Right? And when you have that much of an irresistible offer, that clients are not just reaching out from you in your city, in your state, but around the United States, how much more powerful does that make you with your community to your clients? A lot, a little, a lot. Give me like a, a, a lot, right? A lot. It throws you through the roof. Throws you through the roof. So what is an irresistible offer that you can give? And I'll give you guys mine. I'll give you guys mine. I'll give you one of mine. And the reason why I'm doing this is because, one, mindset is key, right? And the reason why I'm going to do this is because I feel there's more than enough business to go around that I can share my ideas and share some of my secrets to help you guys have successful businesses. Now, there's not a lot of agents that would do that, correct? Yes, no, maybe so? Probably not, right? Especially if you're in the same market. So here's mine for my buyers. Are you ready? Write this down. It's super, super important. My irresistible offer to my, to my buyers is that I have a love it or leave it guarantee. Now, what does that mean? It means that my guarantee to my clients 
on my buyer side is I tell them within the first 60 days of your home, of you closing on your home, if you don't love your house, if there's some Amityville horror shit going on, you think there's some ghosts or whatever case may be. Yeah, I see you guys all laughing. They do the same shit when I'm talking to them, right? If there's something crazy going on within that first 60 days and they're like, I just can't, I, I can't live here. I can't do this. I tell them I will sell it for free on my end. All they have to do is pay the buyer side of the commission within the first 60 days. Now, does that give them some guarantee that I'm looking out for them in the entire home buying process? When I have such a guarantee that says, you know what? I want you to love your home. This is not about me. This is not about me making a, a, a commission check. Don't get me wrong. My commission check is fantastic, but the overall goal is to make sure that you absolutely love your home. And I stand by, by so much that whether you're working with me, one of my agents on my team is showing you a house or something like that, that we will never manipulate, try to make you buy a house, fit, make the house fit what you're looking for, anything like that, because we need to make a paycheck. It's all about you as a consumer. Now, how many of you think that's an irresistible offer for my, my buyers? Give me a thumbs up. Yeah, right? Because it solidifies that I'm here to service them. Right? I am here for them. I'm not in it for myself. Don't get me wrong. Do I benefit? 100%. But at the end of the day, it's about them. Okay? So I want you guys to think about an irresistible offer that you can either give to your buyers and or your sellers to say, you know what? I stand behind so much of what I do that if you're not completely happy, satisfied, that I'm willing to do X, Y, Z. Does that sound fair? Okay. The other thing is number three, over deliver. Okay. Over deliver. When you make that an expectation of yourself and or your team to make sure that they are over delivering to your clients, you create Raven fans. For instance, for myself, I get in the habit. I am in the habit. When I do my consultations with my clients, I say, if you call me or text message me, I will get back to you in 10 minutes or less. 10 minutes or less, regardless of what I'm doing, I will get back to you within 10 minutes or less. Now, it might be something like, hey, I'm in a buyer consultation or I'm driving right now or I'm in a meeting. Can I give you back a call in such and such a time? Or can I give you a call back at four o'clock today? Do you think that stands out to my clients? Yes or no? Yeah. Why? Number one is because most agents take forever to get back to their clients. And when somebody's putting that much faith into you helping them buy the biggest purchase and or sell the biggest asset in their entire life, damn straight, you better get back to your clients and make it in a timely manner. Because I'm sorry, that's a huge responsibility that you guys need to not be complacent about. Do you understand what I'm talking about? 
over deliver because they have questions and concerns or they have fears. And there's a lot going on in this market with the pandemic and businesses going out of business and all this other stuff. They could go to Zillow. They could go to Redfin. They could go to wherever else, but they chose to work with you. So step up, make sure you are over delivering to your clients and create those Raven fans. You understand? Thumbs up. Here's the thing. You can satisfy your client. You can do the bare minimum, right? How good is that going to go? Satisfies clients? Yeah, great, fantastic. We closed on your house. We sold it. Those clients go away. When you over-deliver and you make it a two-millimeter difference and you are consistently, consistently, consistently making sure that they come first, that you are servicing them, that you are addressing their questions or concerns in a timely manner. And to me, that's 10 minutes within 10 minutes. Okay. You create Raven fans and Raven fans stay with you for a lifetime. Raven fans stay with you. And not only do they stay with you, they will refer business to you year after year, after year, after year, your Raven fans will do multiple transactions with you year after year after year and you don't have to be that agent who has to continuously go out and find new clients every single day because you created such a culture that people are referring so much business to you because you over delivered does that make sense okay now i have a little bit we're at 8 30 if you guys are good can i you guys want me to keep going thumbs up I'm taking a little extra time away from my Tony Robbins thing. So I want to make sure if you guys are getting value out of this, please let me know because if not, we can cut it and we'll go. So thumbs up. Yes. No, we good. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So we have one little piece left. And so once you do all of these, these, these things, and once you have all of these answers, um, there's three levels of mastery that I want you guys to think about as well. Okay. Three levels. It's the cognitive mastery, meaning you understand it. You have the intellectual understanding as knowing something that is uh, as knowing something, and that's not enough. Okay? For instance, you might know some scripts, and until you internalize it, you cannot fully hear your clients and really what they're going through, right? You have to know your scripts so much that it's like second nature. It's like the back of your hand. Because if you don't understand what, it, all right, not that you don't understand, but if you're not really listening and they give you an objection, your mind's going to be so busy thinking about how do I respond to this? How do I respond to this? That you're not really fully hearing your, your clients. And you could miss that one key little thing that they say that's their pain or their fear or, was, or something that could make the entire difference of whether they try to do business with you or not. How many of you guys understand that? Okay. Number number two, emotional mastery. You got to feel it. Okay. What is it like to have the success of working with you? Or what is it like to have the, the, the choice of not working with you? What is that pain point? What's the pain point of delaying selling your house now when we know we're at the peak of the market? Or what's the, what's the pain point of, hey, 
if you delay delay buying right now, yes, it's a tight market. But if you delay paying right now, you're actually going to pay more if we have a market correction and, and, and interest rates go up. And I can show you mathematically that it works out that way. What's the pain point, right? Empathizing and really putting yourself in your client's shoes and addressing their concerns, their fears, their limiting beliefs, right? In such a way that you're like, you know what? I totally understand where you're coming from. I totally understand that, you know, you know, it's a tight market and there's a lot of multiple offers out there. And I can guarantee you that even right now in the market that we're in with the way interest rates are, you're still going to pay less than you would if we had a 5% market correction, a 10% market correction and interest rates go up. I can guarantee you that you will no longer be wasting your money paying your landlord's mortgage because in the last year, you already paid your landlord's mortgage $30,000, dollars $50,000 on something that could have been yours. Right? That pain really, really start to empathize and really get that emotional intelligence in such a way that you are their go-to. Okay? Now, physical mastery, that's the third one. Doing it consistently. Practicing your scripts, your gestures, your tones, your tie downs, anything, et cetera, like that. That it's second nature, okay? When you can start doing that, when you know, like, at this part of my script, there's a tie down. At this part, I'm going to get my clients to agree with me. You're going to have more success. I guarantee it. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Yes or yes? Yeah. How many of you guys are giving me thumbs up? How many of you guys are shaking your head because I'm shaking my head? Yes. Right? Having it so innately, physically trained in my body, whether you guys agree with me or not, you guys are saying yes or giving me a thumbs up because I've done it so much with you guys throughout this entire half hour. Do you see that? how that works? Right? When you can start doing those gestures – your clients are going to follow suit. Your people are going to follow suit. Your team is going to follow suit. Okay? Those are the three things you need to master on top of those three questions. Now, I want to leave you with the following because I know I, I went a little bit over, so thank you for sticking with me, and I hope this was beneficial for you guys, is I want to leave you guys with this. Number one, 80% of success begins with your mindset. Same thing with failure, right? 80% of success is your mindset, okay? Now, here's the real thing is information. So the information I gave to you guys, right? Information is potential power. And it's only potential power because it depends on what you do with it. Real power is execution and execution will trump knowledge every day of the week, Okay, so what you do with this information is going to be up to you. What you decide to implement is going to be up to you. Again, what's that one little thing that you're like, mm, maybe I should do this, maybe I, and you've been playing with it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? And say, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do this because, again, fear and belief, they're both imaginary. One just has a more driving factor of what you're willing to do. Make sense? 
All right. I'll stay on for until like four more minutes. Who has some questions? If you guys have some questions, go ahead and unmute yourself. Uh, let's say, <clears throat> Lonnie, your buyer guarantee was awesome. Do you have a seller guarantee you're willing to share? I do a flexible commit, um, a flexible commission, um, depending on where the buyer comes from. And most of the time, I'm going to let you know this. Even though I have a flexible commission structure, I will let you know this. Every listing appointment that I go to signs me at a 6%. Every listing appointment I go to signs me at a 6%. Even though I have a flexible commission structure. Does that make sense? Why? Because they see value. Right. When you see value, I get value. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know, regardless, I know that my pricing, and I tell them, hey, look, you know what? I know you can go somewhere else and get it cheaper, like Redfin or whatever case may be. But here's a guarantee. I can mm -hmm. guarantee you that I'm a human. I guarantee you won't get passed off to so many people. I can guarantee you that you pay, you get paid, you get, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Right? I know your pain points. I know their pain points. And I can talk and address them. Why? Because I, I've mastered being able to empathize or figure out what those pain points are and service it in such a way that it would be difficult for them to imagine working with somebody else. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Okay. Any other questions out there? Anybody have questions? No? Did you guys get some benefit out of this? Like, give me a thumbs up. Like, I know that you guys were probably thinking, like, this is going to be some kind of mechanics that I'm going to learn and stuff like that. But I need you guys to understand mechanics is only 20% of what we do. It's only 20% of what we do. And if you don't get your mindset right, nothing else is going to follow suit. Nothing else will follow suit. Because what you think you can or cannot achieve, it's going to be true. It's going to be true. So remember that life is a dance, right? It's a dance between what we desire the most and what we fear the most. And you get to make that move, okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for being here. I'm going to go jump back over to my Tony Robbins stuff. And if you guys like what I said, friend me on Facebook. Find me. I would love to have conversations with you guys. And I hope that you guys got some really key stuff out of this. Have a fantastic Wednesday. Make it a money-making day. And I appreciate you guys all. And I'll be on tomorrow for Ask Me Anything for, for Sale by Owners. All right. Have a great Thank one. Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.